Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2102. Hypertrophy Training, Rules to Live By When Muscle Hypertrophy Is Your Goal, Part 2, by J.C. Dean of jcdfitness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free, and always with permission from the sites, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, today's post is part two from yesterday. So if you're new here or have been skipping around, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That was episode 2101. But if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. Hypertrophy Training, Rules to Live By When Muscle Hypertrophy Is Your Goal, Part Two, by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com. A look at some strength training programs full body, and moderate frequency. Many strength training routines are on the three times per week schedule. The most popular strength training program is probably starting strength. In my opinion, it's one of the best and simplest routines for the beginner who wishes to get started with strength training or bodybuilding. Then, of course, the methods discussed in the book, practical programming, are just as pertinent. Another training routine that follows closely is known as the Texas Method, which incorporates a similar training style in terms of frequency, but slightly different in terms of intensity depending on the day. Another program I'm moderately infatuated with is known as the Mad Cow 5x5. Another training protocol that is newer in terms of its name, but follows many of the same principles, is the Strong Lifts 5x5. Shaiko programs are cool too. Moderate Frequency Split Training. These are your upper-lower four-day strength programs that usually incorporate heavy and light days. The most famous of these is probably the West Side Template and its many variations. With these types of programs, one is training each body part twice weekly in a periodized fashion. A few light days and a few heavy days can ensure your progression for a long, long time. Another popular template is known as the 531 by Jim Wendler. Now, this particular template focuses on four movements the squat, bench, deadlift, and shoulder press. 
While you're only doing the movements specifically once every 10 days or so, there's a ton of overlap. Now, while I could go on forever about different training methods and ideas, it's time to move on to the heart of the matter. What produces muscle hypertrophy? Is there such a thing as hypertrophy training specifically? Or is it always going to be some hopeless mystery in which we'll never ever crack? Hypertrophy training or strength training? Likely this discussion will always be debatable. Everyone has their own experience to draw from, their own reasons, their own methodologies about why something works. If you walk into any gym, you'll find big guys doing six-day body part splits, a few guys doing upper-lower splits, and then a few doing full body training. You'll also find just as many guys doing the same thing and have been for years who look like they've never picked up a fork, let alone ever stepped foot inside a gym. While everyone has their own ideas and beliefs, I feel it's important we remain objective when discussing what works and also what doesn't and why. First, I wanna take a look at someone who's attained an incredible physique through low volume, very intense training protocols. Hardly what you'd expect for someone who had high hopes of muscle hypertrophy. If you don't know of Martin Burkhan, allow me to introduce you. It's easy to see this guy has put his time in and gotten a few things right along the way. His training resembles more of a strength-oriented focus. It's evidently worked when you see his 270-kilogram deadlift. On the other side of the coin, let's take a look at a few guys who are naturals, like Martin, that train in a different manner altogether. Lane Norton and Tommy Jeffers are both advanced bodybuilders who do their fair share of strength work, but also a decent amount of volume too. Take a look at Lane's five-day split. Let's just say that if you aren't in good shape and ready for some hard work, this program would eat you alive. Then you have guys like Dave Gulledge, who are primarily known as powerlifters and only train as a means to get stronger. Most don't care too much about hypertrophy. They only care about becoming stronger than their peers in order to bring home the trophy on competition day. And then, of course, we have the wondrous guy or gal who can grow on any routine you place them on. These folks can usually be found doing the six-day splits they found in a magazine and growing like a weed. This is rare, though, so don't count on this type of training being optimal for many. Recipe for success? It's no doubt there's something at play here, something we need to examine, and if we don't make a decision just yet, at least think about it. For one, I think it's fairly obvious that strength, to an extent, is going to equal mass. Now, this isn't an absolute, because we have to keep neural adaptation in mind. Ever hear of the newbie lifter putting 30 to 40 pounds on his bench in a matter of a month or so? It's simple. They started doing something they were unfamiliar with, practiced it, think repetition, and then got in the groove. This is why higher frequency training is often recommended to beginners. It just makes sense to get in as much practice as possible when starting out. Assuming they're being taught by a qualified professional, this ensures proper form sticks into their brain, thus making the exercise easier and safer, which enables them to progress fairly rapidly. Now, let's make a hypertrophy pie. First ingredient, strength. If one wishes to pack on the size, strength gains must be your focus. It's only through adaptation and a continuous stimulus these gains will be realized. Ever read any of Dane Trudell's thoughts on intense muscle? He's constantly preaching the gospel that states whoever makes the most strength gains will likely make the most gains in lean body mass. It's no question that the strongest dudes are almost always the biggest. Look at Ronnie Coleman deadlifting 800 pounds. Picture Tom Platt squatting a small house. Second ingredient, food. I hate to say it, but this one probably scares people a bit. This is the main determinant as to whether or not you make the gains you desire. Every guy who's both big and strong has done his fair share of eating. 
is probably the most important part of the equation. Sure, training is up there as well, but without food, it's all in vain. Make sure that along with the training method you decide on, you support your goals with an adequate intake of high-quality calories, plus some cereal and cheesecake now and then. Third ingredient, time. And we're not talking about the magazine here. Time, oh, how short it is. It's truly the only thing between you and your physique goals. Now, I say that assuming you are in good health, capable of tackling the first two ingredients, and have the desire to make it happen. Think about this for one second. It's safe to say that a trainee, over his or her lifetime, could conceivably add a total of 30 to 50 pounds of lean body mass to their frame. Think about if you had only average genetics and you added a total of 40 pounds over five years. Your first year would be the best in terms of overall gains in body weight, and as time goes on, things will slow down fairly drastically. However, just think about the guy who weighs 150 pounds starting out and ends up a 190-pound man carved out of wood. How's that for visual impact? Is the time and effort worth it? I believe it is, actually. Goals. Get some. I think it's safe to say the big picture is what matters here. Sure, certain training programs are better suited for some than others. If your goal is to gain the most strength possible, picking a strength-oriented routine is going to be more ideal than picking a program built around the concept of creating hypertrophy first. Sure, you'll get strong on either one, but which one will get you to your goal faster? The most important part of this equation is that you figure out what you want, develop your plan to get you there, and then just go and do it. Because guess what? Neither I nor anyone else can do it for you. You must choose to accept there are no shortcuts. You must accept that hypertrophy training is strength training and vice versa, as long as it's within the scope of lifting heavier weights over time while allowing yourself to recover as a result of proper nutrition and lots of shut-eye. Now, take everything you've learned and sit down in a corner by yourself. Take out a sheet of paper and write out your goals exactly as you see them. Then, simply work backward until you arrive at where you are currently. You just listened to part two of the post titled Hypertrophy Training, Rules to Live By When Muscle Hypertrophy Is Your Goal by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Okay, so JC provided a lot of really great information. After listening to this, you may feel overwhelmed and that's totally okay. JC just wanted you to have as much information as possible so that you can make an informed decision. So here's how you can simplify things. You remember how JC mentioned putting your goals on paper? Well, we're gonna add something to that same piece of paper. Listen to today's and yesterday's episodes again. And as you're listening, write down the routines as I read them. Once you've done that, take a moment and possibly a deep breath to review the workouts. Then, as you review the workouts, ask yourself, which one seems reasonable for me? Which one routine would I like to try? Once you found it, circle it. That's where you begin. And once you've given the program an honest try, meaning you've been consistent and gave it at least four weeks, assess your progress. Are you improving? Are your muscles experiencing hypertrophy, meaning are they getting bigger? If yes, great. If not, it may be time to try another one on your list. This is how I found what worked best for me. Be patient, be consistent. If you're not getting the exact physique you were aiming for, that's okay. Again, just keep trying. But remember, that you're still improving your health along the way. It's still a process and your body is still reaping those benefits. But again, be patient, try a new routine, and I promise you'll eventually find what you're looking for. All right, that'll do it for another edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening every day. And I'll be back in a moment with our usual bonus episode. So I'll see you in just a second where your optimal life awaits.